Becoming your strongest financial self? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. Get it today at northwesternmutual.com slash good plan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today. You're listening to Wins Above Fantasy, part of the Pitcherless Podcast Network with Van Burnett and Steve Giswelli. Welcome back, everybody. It is Wins Above Fantasy, episode 106. Today's Thursday, June 29th. Almost done with another month of the season. Pretty much at the midway point. We got a great show ahead. We're going to be looking at some June standouts, both on the positive and the negative side. And as promised, go through some fun prep for the underdog seventh inning stretch competition, uh, which we'll get into kind of that draft format and some players that we like based on the point scoring system. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm Van Burnett, as always, joined by Steve Giswelli. You guys can follow us on Twitter at WinsAbovePod. I am at Van underscore Verified. Steve is at Stav8818. Steve, you got the new digs over there. You had the, uh, you know, sadly, I I can't say this is your first podcast in the new digs because you were joining Adam uh, over the weekend on on the wire. So, yeah, it's, it's good to have you back, man. How's everything going out there? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's nice. Uh, I was saying on On The Wire, it's nice to have uh, uh, an own, my own dedicated room to uh, 
being able to podcast uh, as opposed to doing it in a one bedroom apartment where, you know, we were saying off air, just not that it didn't it sounded horrible, but, uh, you know, the acoustics weren't the, the best because, you know, my living room is my kitchen is my next to my bedroom and bathroom. It's all, you know, it was great. I'm sad about leaving the apartment. It was a great apartment. And I loved living that close to the city. Um, there's a lot that I'm going to miss about it, but, um, from wherever I go on and out, there'll be a, uh, a, a podcast room, which is nice. That happens to be in my in-laws basement. So all the stereotypes and cliches are true. I am <laughs> playing fantasy baseball podcasting from my parents', parents basement. basement. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the cliches, the stereotypes, uh, basically whatever you can say about me. Yeah, it, it's true, but Hey, um, it's cool. This to was be an in, now, but right? this yeah. was an intentional move. This was an intentional yeah. move, and uh, you know you're not being relegated to the the basement and trapped no. down there. And you sound great, Steve. You've always had the radio voice, and now it sounds like you're ready to to drop a track or something. It's clean, and yeah. I'm here for it, man. Yeah, I love it. Anything to make uh, the pod better, uh, even 106 episodes in. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, Good fantasy vibes tonight, Steve. I benched Joe Ryan against the Braves, and he uh, had like a hundred ERA in the first inning, and now it's dialed down. But at at Atlanta's always trouble, and I thought I was gonna. Yeah, it's still a pretty special outing for Kevin Gossman with the twelve Ks through six. I think he's still going, and I got Gavin Williams on the mound at KC. So yeah, I gotta say, man, I'm I'm glued to the pitching action tonight. Uh, I trade I traded Joe Ryan ratios. last week. So, oh, have you, you go. gotten a, a text back? Did somebody keep the receipts on that one? Uh, no, I did. Uh, I did Eloy back. and Joe Ryan for Trout. So Trout's sitting tonight, but uh, so won't enjoy that. And I actually have been light on pitchers uh, these last two days. It's just strange how the, the schedule works. So. That's how it works. Very yeah. nice. Uh, also obligated to say that this Saturday, my uh, home league is doing like our 13th uh, annual road trip where we, we pack a little crew and travel to one of the many stadiums in the Midwest. We're going out of St. Louis. We've done it twice, uh, but we're, we're catching a Yankees game. We got Garrett Cole versus uh, Matthew Liberator. So Waff, uh, friend of the podcast, TJ, who's often on Twitter tweeting at us and everything. TJ will be hanging out. He's got Libertor on the mound, but should Ooh. be a fun one. Although we have uh, New York-esque air quality ratings going on right now. Very hazy. Uh, so dealing with the elements you were like a month ago. It's it, We'll see how yeah. it goes for the week. Yeah, I saw the, the Phillies-Cubs game. There was talk about it being postponed. Is there is there fires or something going on there is there dude what, it's still the... it's from the wildfires in canada oh wow which is so crazy. that's the way yeah. the wind's blowing now that's crazy yeah, it's way worse up in like wisconsin and everything but yeah we we're getting our air quality score you know 158 and stuff but you know talking the metrics on the show but we got we got other metrics we got a lot to get into and we kind of got a split here steve so june standouts talking the negative and the positive but I think we'll save that for the, the back half of the show. But you, you guys uh, definitely stay tuned for that because we've got both hitters and pitchers that had remarkable Junes for better or worse. And some of those are actionable in, in shallow leagues. Other ones uh, just kind of assessing where we're at pretty much midway through the season here. Uh, but then we also got to talk underdog fantasy, which not sure if uh, – 
anybody is joining us this week that missed last week. But Steve, why don't you give a, a little high-level rundown of what's going on with Underdog? I know it's it's really fun to have a new lease on life from a, a fantasy standpoint now that we're midway through the season. But this seems like uh, you know both this week's show and next week's show will be pretty cool content and uh, some some opportunities for us to get in the mix with any listeners who want to draft with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, talked about it with Adam on the wire. It's uh, the seventh inning stretch tournament that runs from right after the All-Star break to uh, a few weeks after. Um, it's like a four-round tournament, best ball tournament. So, like, you know, you win your league, essentially, or place in your league, you advance to the next round. And, like, each round gets bigger and bigger and harder um, as far as, like, entrance and uh, as far as like the league that you're in, so you know you have to perform better than more people each round. Um, but it's cool because you know we talk about how much we love draft season, and there's the, the issue with draft season is that it's so short, and like once you do it, it's over. You know, it's like all right, now we got to actually play the game. Um, but you know, you always have an itch to draft. You know, I, I, a few of my friends just, you know, they they turn on franchise mode in Madden and just draft and never actually play the game. And, like, you know, we always rip at each other about that. But there's a reason that people do that because it's fun, right? Uh, and that's what you get with this. You don't have to set any lineups. It's best ball with points. Um, and you get the thrill of drafting in the middle of the season, which I think is awesome. And, you know, compete for it's just 7 bucks. So, yeah, I think our plan is it's a little tricky because it's not like there's – I think all drafts are, like, start when the league fills so it's not like there's a league number that you could go out there and join so we were talking off air maybe we'll do um we'll pick a date like next wednesday say around six o'clock eastern we'll tweet out that hey we're joining the open seventh inning stretch and if anyone wants to join us um feel free it'll be fun for a good way to get our listeners involved i know there were talks of the waff listener league that fell through early in the season but we'll definitely do that next year i i promise we'll, we'll have a proper league but this is yeah, a way to do it enough run yeah yeah, yeah. this will be the we, way yeah we'll we'll start that like in the off season like we'll get a you know or as soon as the the season ends we'll we'll get like a, a few names and and a platform and and, and so yeah let me constitution let me but throw yeah. out Go throw ahead. out some calls to action here if mm-hmm. you guys want to join or attempt to join me and Steve's underdog fantasy draft league. Go out on Twitter and and just DM one of us at van underscore verified or at stav eight eight one eight, and we will start a little Twitter thread. Let everyone know mm-hmm. next Wednesday when we're going to press enter in the underdog fantasy app. At that point, we'll all kind of pile in, and then as soon as that twelve team league fills up you start the draft and it should fill up pretty quickly because it's pretty much everyone that's in line goes into the next available, you know, group. And, and then the draft starts as soon as that populates. So if you want in message us and there's no reason not to want in guys, it's a $7 entry, but you have a, a chance to win up to $30,000 for first place. Uh, but there's a lot of prizes they give out. The total prize pool is like $150,000. So a lot of, lot of fun, and a low cost of entry. And if you sign up, you can use the code PitcherList, all one word, PitcherList, and they will match 100% of your cash de- or your your money deposit up to $100. So that's extra incentive to get in the mix because they got nightly games that go on. You can 
you know, do the whole daily fantasy thing where you battle one person or three, four people. But this this uh, this seventh inning stretch tournament is the the one that's really featured right now because it's it closes during the All Star break. So this is your opportunity to kind of get in. And like Steve said, it's it's best ball, so you don't have to set lineups. It'll optimize to your highest scores, and it's a chance for us to throw out some banter. So get in the mix on on underdog fantasy, and yeah, let us let us know if you want in our league next week. What we're gonna do is. Ideally, we'll live podcast while we're drafting. So a chance for you guys to be a part of a fun show. And if it doesn't work out timing-wise, we'll still recap the show or recap the draft on the show. So uh, it's going to be a fun little mid-season one. And in a way, kind of evaluate you know, where we're at on, in a way, next year's draft. Because we're pretty much looking at what guys we value the rest of the season. Uh, so all that to be said... The format is kind of unique, Steve. And if you guys bear with us, we're going to talk through kind of the roster makeup, uh, the point system for the seventh inning stretch tournament, and then we'll kind of get into kind of our strategy and approach, what guys we might be targeting. Uh, but Steve, why don't you kind of walk through a little bit of the format here for for the seventh inning stretch? Yeah, so it's best ball, so it's points. Um for pitching, a win is five points, strikeout three, earn run negative three, quality start five, innings pitch three. For hitting, this is right up your alley because it's broken down by uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. by by the type of hit. I know that that's uh, you got some unique home league settings there, so maybe you'll have an advantage over the rest of the field. But uh, single is three points, double six, triple eight, walk three, homer ten. RBI 2, run 2, stolen base 4. And then as far as positions, this is also interesting too. It's three pitchers, three infielders, so no first, second, third, anything like that. Three outfield, one flex, which I believe is just a hitter, um, and then 10 bench. So that's your your 20 20 draft slots there. Um, So it's interesting. the The thing that jumps off the page is like, like innings eaters and and pitchers are I I think should be bumped up because like the only negative is is an earned run and like yes that's going to hurt you if a pitcher gets shelled but there's so many other ways for a pitcher to get points even in bad outings that that might be okay and like since it's best ball if there is an, a pitcher that you know goes two innings gives up six runs and doesn't get a strikeout like that that's not going to count anyway so. That's sort right. of something that jumps off the page to me first, uh, just as far as like general strategy before we get the actual player names. Um, and I know that's normally not something that I do, and but you know, based on this format, I think pitching should get a bump. Yeah, and I think yeah, what's what's also jumps out like kind of like what you were mentioning is whip isn't really a factor, like no, no, no. walks or hits. Yes, so hits, I think but, yeah, yeah, I think guys who have. Uh, suppressed whips are like, you know, a name that comes to mind is like Aaron Nola, where he usually has a little bit higher ERA, but a better whip because the home run is the issue. That's not, you're not getting the value of the whip. So I think kind of home run suppression pitchers might play up a little bit, but agree there. And then when it comes to the, the scoring for the hitters, what jumps out at me is like, yeah, like you mentioned, I have the singles, doubles, triples, but the, the fact that triples are only eight, 
when really mm-hmm. like three three bases or three singles would be nine, right? So like triples mm-hmm. don't have a huge value because in my like weekly, a triple is sent from the heavens because if you get like one or two triples, you win the category. But here, I think what stands out the most is that there's there's no deduction for strikeouts, but a home run because a home run by itself is 10, but also you get the RBI and the run. So a home run play is 14 points. And most guys who hit home runs tend to get doubles, uh, not as many like triples. That, But when you look at steals being just four points, basically when you look at that next to a 14-point home run, you'd have to have like, you know, more than three steals for each home run. So I think, you know, it's it's kind of elementary analysis, but my approach will probably be targeting the sluggers who will probably get homers and could get doubles as well, which is solid at the the six-point clip there. They tend to walk as well, and there's no deduction for strikeouts or batting average, really. Like, there's no subtraction by plate appearance. So, uh, you know, when when I was pulling this, Steve, and I dropped a link in on trying to mimic this on, like, an auction calculator. Sorry, trying to mimic this on an auction calculator through fan graphs, and one of like the top hitters that popped up on that list was Matt Olson, mm-hmm. and I really like that one because yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, Olson's going to get a lot of plate appearances with the Braves. Strike lineup. out a lot, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, the strikeouts don't dock you. I don't know why I'm telling you all this because we're going to be in the same draft room, so we're kind of sharing the strategy. But yeah, that those are some some early things that like stood out. I don't, I don't know if you have anything else to add before we we fully get into the guys, but I, I feel like we could. We could talk strategy a little bit high level and then talk about some some names that are bubbling up as, as some targets here. No, that makes sense to me. I think it's, you know, like a guy like Max Muncie, I think, should be bumped up too, right? Like, um, you know, even Joey Gallo. Um, you know, you just want sort of home runs. Um, and, and, and as far as pitching goes, I think you want guys that are going to pitch a lot. Like and not necessarily the strike. Like strikeouts are only three points. It's the same as an inning pitched. Like, you know, um, sure it's great to get an inning pitch with three strikeouts, but if you're getting you know a guy that throws a lot of innings, gets a win, that's that's helpful. Um, yeah, the wins so and quality be, starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that that doubles yeah. up as like a ten point outing. So yep. yeah, the and who cares? You know, wins, quality starts, goes six innings with two strikeouts, like still a massive night you know so um i like that too and then as far as like best ball and the fact that it's it's a tournament round you know um you kind of want a guy that could get really really hot at a point too right like if i was telling adam when we were talking about this on on the wire like if you had christopher morell for his christopher morell streak like you are going to advance and win that round so maybe some more volatile players are a smart play too um, since it's best ball, like if you have Christian Morel during his cold streak, like, all right, yeah, he's just going to be on your bench that week, which stinks, but hopefully you get a hot streak from someone else who can go nuclear. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about, in a way, kind of the cherry bombs. So mm-hmm. I know yep, that uh, yep. when I plugged in the points on the the auction calculator for the pitchers, Blake Snell, who we'll talk about throughout this show, having a fantastic little 
or earlier than last year uh, breakout into second half form here, but Snell was actually fifth on this list uh, for dollar values on the auction calculator. And Snell's also one that every person who's managed, been a manager for Snell, knows that he has some of those blow-ups every now and then. But it might not hurt you as much because you're not stuck with those ratios. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I like that one too. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great call. Well, getting into some of the specific targets, just since we have the list up, uh, on hitters, no real surprise, but Acuna and Tatis uh, really stood out as like the top hitters on this auction calculator. Then there was a huge drop uh, down to Jose Ramirez was third, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Again, they, they score the walks in there as well, so... You can almost look at it as like an OBP or an OPS league because of the fact that doubles and triples and homers all kind of roll up on, you know, you get more points for a triple than a single. So some of the OPS guys will be high on here. But yeah, Pete Alonzo, Austin Riley are up there. Matt Olson, again, like we mentioned. But uh, those are some of of the targets, more or less, on the hitter side. I thought it was interesting that uh, Christian Walker and Ty France were both top 25 hitters on this list as well. Uh, actually, that I think that's just for, for uh, infield. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, if you Still, have a 12-team yeah. and you have to get three infielders, yeah, those those were names that I found kind of interesting. And it makes sense with Walker as well, and he's been a guy who's been on fire as of late too, uh, and he can go through cold spells, so that could be a good best ball one. Uh, and then on the pitcher side... Probably the one that surprised me the most, Steve, was Fromber Valdez was well, uh, the number, yeah, talk number about, one. Talk about an inning eater that gets you wins, right? Like, And he throws in strikeouts, too. Like He's kind of a cheat code for, the, for this format. Yeah, yeah. Right? So Valdez, he's going to get wins, quality starts. He was the number one. Uh, and then behind him were some usual suspects with Spencer Strider, Garrett mm-hmm. Cole. Uh, but then Luis Castillo, Blake Snell. And you got Otani, Aaron Nola, Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, Shane McClanahan. So this is all based on projections. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that were like a little bit interesting. Kodai Sanga was mm. 23. Strikeout, strikeout upside. Yeah, that's more of a strikeout play. So yeah. there's, there's different way. You know, there's different ways to sort of squeeze out value, value here. But just looking at the points format, um, that kind of. I'm not surprised that Valdez was the number one pitcher. Yeah, I, I think to keep talking strategy a little bit, at least according to the auction calculator, there is a pretty big drop off on pitcher value after the top 10. Mm-hmm. So pretty much ending around Dylan Cease and Shane McClanahan, you kind of want one of those guys, yeah, at least according to yeah. this is punched out. Uh, yeah, so... It's yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, and I think Steve, this is the first time we'll ever be in a draft against each other. Is that right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, it, with the exception of like the pitcher list, two early mock drafts. Yes. Because we yes. did have so, some yeah, sniping but, of one another. Yeah. But you know that's uh, that's exhibition. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is actually going to count. So yeah, it'll be fun. Regardless, you know, I'm I'm hoping that. We're able to figure it out, and and everyone could join the same league. Um, but you know, we should. We you know, we'll be online looking at each other and pressing enter at the same time. So we should get in the same one. So at least we'll Absolutely. have that. But hopefully, we can get the listeners involved too. 
Well, get in the mix, guys, again, for, for next steps. I mean, obviously, download Underdog Fantasy. Uh, you got to do the, the money deposit, but if you use that code pitcher list all one word then they match your deposit which is nice and then to get in our league for the seventh inning stretch just direct message either myself or steve again that's at van underscore verified or at stav 8818 and we'll we'll get you in the the group thread before we all press enter and and get in the league format so we're going to do our best to do that and then we'll do some show content from it it'll be a lot of fun uh, but yes, that's that's underdog fantasy. Super excited, and we'll try to put that show out next week if everything goes smoothly. And the draft will be on Wednesday, July fifth. So just talking through some disclaimers for that. Uh, you must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 and older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.gamblerinfo.com ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. So that wraps us, Steve, for Underdog Fantasy, unless you got any any closing thoughts there. No, excited. Hopefully uh, we're all able to do this together. This is a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to do, I might do one as a prep, too, uh, before, just to Get to a get one land. under the belt, but uh, I don't know. Don't yeah, want to I spill mean, too much of the beans. But it, I mean, it's it's great. It's a super super cool tournament. Super, I'm honored to be able to promote it, and it's cool that it's something that I actually am, am very interested to. So it's not like we're uh, sitting here having to talk about a league that we don't want to play. It's a, it's a really really cool uh, thing to be a part of, and I'm I'm, I'm pumped to do them. Hey, make me a promise, Steve. Sure. If you win the $30,000, will you take me to a baseball game someday? Yes, absolutely. I will. Yeah, it will be all paid expense uh, fair to wherever you want to go to. Your your home league trip, you know, will, it'll be sponsored by by your podcast partner if, if that That's happens. That's great. That's great. Okay, guys, we got June standouts talking hitters and pitchers that had notable months, for better or worse. First, we're going to take an ad break, and we'll be right back. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. All right, so Steve, uh, break it down here. I mean, just lay the land. Here we are in June. It's about that time of year where you can look at stats and pretty much just times to them, and, and that's the pace for the season line. But uh, June's kind of an interesting month, man. A lot of the names on this list, at least when I look at it, it it's names that, 
you know, the, the storyline is changing throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just kind of a reminder that it's, it's not always, you know, that April is exactly that. It's one month and, you know, a lot of guys can get hot in the summer or they can cool off. But uh, what were your thoughts when you were kind of putting together the rundown here? Yeah, that kind of exactly, right? Like guys that you thought are going to have different seasons or better seasons kind of get written off. And then, oh, June happens. Uh, Blake Snell's kind of the poster boy for that this month. But, you know, the the, the stat lines don't change as much, so it's hard to see, wow, this it's the first month where you could say, like, wow, this really is a crazy month that this guy had because their overall lines might not reflect how good they've been. Um, now that you know you had two months under your belt before that, so um, I think it's a, a good time to take a look at a, at a month and a, a decent sample size. It's not like uh, April where there's a bunch of rainouts or um, you know uh, whatever a, a, sh- a shorter game sample. Um, it's a full proper month in summer that you know that should be warm, so there's not many. Um, you know, weather concerns or like, oh, you know, this guy played in Detroit in April and May where it was really cold. Um, it, it's, a, it's a solid sample, essentially, is kind of what I'm saying. So uh, it, I like looking back at this month and, and then kind of surprised that some of these names that, that came up just because uh, the, there are some guys that I didn't realize had this good a month or this bad a month. No, I mean – Without further ado, jumping into some of the positive stories on the offensive side, uh, Eddie Rosario is use case one, Steve, for for me not realizing just how hot he was. I, I knew for the Braves it was kind of clicking into place, and it felt like one of those patented hot stretches for Eddie Rosario. But, man, it's been a while since we've seen him put a month together with an 1168 OPS, uh, a 342 average, taking plenty of walks as well. And yeah, Rosario was one that just out of the gate was a, a little surprising to me. But I, I don't know, uh, you know, with the eight homers, I certainly wouldn't count on that pace uh, for Rosario. But certainly when you look at what he's doing night in, night out right now in that offense, uh, this is one that probably should be rostered a little bit more than 61%. Uh, but what are your thoughts on, on Rosario? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, He's the. This is the kind of player that he is, right? Like he has these sort of streaky months, right? Like even when he was in Minnesota, there was months where he went absolutely off after kind of having middling lines, and that put together like the. the that's what led to the standard at Rosario of like two fifty five, twenty eight, and yeah. you know decent counting stats. Um, it wasn't that across the six months of the season it was a month of hitting 200 then a month of having a 208 wrc plus like he has now um you know the strikeout rate is just 21 percent right uh for this month walking 13 percent of the time so the play skills are good he's seeing the ball well and he did have another eye procedure in the off season um so maybe that took some some time getting used to and you know he's had these sort of i think vision issues in the past and that's led the slumps and then when he got it right it's it's let the stretches like this so um i definitely think that like we could see something closer to um the the 
the 2019 season where he had 32 home runs, or at least the 2018 season where he had 24, uh, hit 288, um, and had a 114 WRC plus for the season. Um, he's at 119 right now, so um, which would be the best of his career. I, I really think that he should be rostered in a lot more leagues because, sure, there might be a downstretch, um, but there's a lot – there's there's more good going on here than – there basically ever has been um, in Rosario's career. It's the best hard hit rate of his career, best max EV. Um, so, yeah, uh, there, there's definitely some regression off this 208 WRC+, plus, but not enough that he shouldn't be rostered, I think, basically in all formats yeah definitely i mean the barrel the barrel rate looks great at the 11.4 percent also best of his career yeah yeah there's there's a platoon element where he sits against lefties but he also you know he he's actually played 22 games against lefties it's just it's usually a, a pinch hit appearance or two but yeah when you look at his splits i mean it that's obviously for a reason where he career-wise is a much better hitter against righties but this season against lefties he has hit 414 so i don't know that like if they're riding the hot hand i could see them you know giving him some shots in some of these games and you know in the past week or two he's pinch hit multiple times when he has been scratched so yeah i like it for rosario and if nothing else just ride the hot hand until it cools off. I know it's it's kind of a crowded roster there with Ozuna and everything, but yeah, it's it's the one of the best two or three offenses in the league. So yeah, Rosario, great month of June. Uh, moving on to the next one here, Corey Seager with a 200 WRC plus. He's he's really clicking in with the Rangers. Cattell Marte with a 193 WRC plus, and Gunnar Henderson with a 192 WRC plus. So looking at these three guys, Steve. Uh, Seager, who we loved coming into this season, Cattell Marte, who's very much kind of that uh, bounce back sleeper, drafted kind of deeper in drafts, and I want to say Marte, did he start cold as well? But he's definitely coming not around. great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then Gunner, who certainly uh, not too many people started colder than Gunner Henderson. He was dropped in a lot of leagues, and he's put together a great month of June. So. Uh, yeah, any one of these guys that we want to uh, kind of punch in on. Seager just just has to stay healthy, right? Like this is everything that we always envisioned from him, especially with the the shift rules. That's why we liked him so much. Um, he's had flashes of, of this before. Um, after that brutal, brutal start um, it, with, with Texas last year, like he still hit thirty three home runs, where like. He, like they like he was like a drop candidate in the beginning of the year last year and like you know it, it, he was on fire and he still finished with just a 722 772 OPS right and you right. think of Seager of more of a 900 OPS guy even if he isn't like a 30 home run hitter yeah yeah but he's now sort of pitting that together um you know I know he missed a good amount of time with that hamstring injury but you know 10 homers in uh, 215 plate appearances is like exactly a 30 homer pace. So it's pairing the amazing batting average and quality of contact skills with some more power. Um, so, you know, don't be fooled that by the fact that he just has just 10 home runs, uh, you know, everything is, is coming together. Like he's walking more, he's striking out 
a little bit more, but in line, like seventeen point two percent of the time is still really really good. Um, you know, another guy that's having the best quality contracts of his uh, of skills of his career with hard hit percentage, barrel rate. Um, it's it's all coming together. He just has to stay healthy, which has been an issue for Seager in the past. But you know, hopefully he's got the one IL stint out of the way this year with that hamstring injury. Uh, he is like cementing himself as like one of the top fantasy players that I thought he was going to become after like his 2017, 2016 season um, where he was like a 300 hitter with good power that would grow into it. And it looks like he's finally growing into that power after the 33 homers this year and then already 10 so far in just the 47 games. So I absolutely love Corey Seager. I think that he kind of could like squeak into that, middle second round with, uh-huh. with how good he's going i was year. gonna ask because i know we we love ellie that's another guy who's had an in, insane june we're not talking about him on the show today because we've talked about him so much but ellie de la cruz or Corey seager in your shortstop rankings who do you like rest of the season more five by five i'd probably go ellie because of the steals okay wow man that's tough with with seager hitting 344 on the season, man. I don't know. I might yeah, I, I answered that. Pick. I answered that too quickly. I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean that's the that goes to show though what the manager is probably thinking. Like I know Ellie, yep. some of the underlying say he's going to come back to earth a little bit, but he still has that like Tatis level tools. So yeah, you could probably do a, a little challenge trade like that. I wanted to just note Cattell Marte, Steve, because I feel like everyone you know was so in on Marte three years ago mm-hmm. and. It, you know, he's obviously slipped in recent years, but now on the season, even with, you know, kind of the splits weren't great. Like the in April, he had a, a 781 OPS, which was solid, but just four walks, 16 strikeouts. And then in May, he turned it on a little bit with an 865 OPS. And in that month, he had 11 walks and 20 strikeouts. But in the month of June... He has 17 walks and just 14 strikeouts. So more walks and strikeouts. And he has a 1086 OPS in June with six home runs. Now his season line is 14 homers, six steals, hitting 294 with an 891 OPS. And I'm just wondering for Marte, like with the D-backs, you know, winning that division right or leading that division right now, all of his underlying stuff looks as good as it really ever has. Uh, you know, the, the barrel rate right now at a 9.8% is a career high. Uh, the strikeout rate is as low as it's been in like four years. So just want to give a shout out to, to Marte because I feel like a lot of people had kind of moved on from what used to be an industry favorite. And it is, you know, you're, you're riding it to the bank if, if you got uh, Marte in the mid-late 100s. I think this is another, you know, uh, just stay healthy sort of uh, player, right? Like in 2021, Marte was having an awesome season. He was at 909 OPS, um, 140 WRC plus with 14 homers and 90 games. And then was got hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, 2022 was a short season. It was a little disappointing, but sure. It was just a 45 game sample. He only had two home runs in the shortened season. Um, and that was coming off of like his breakout year when he hit 32 homers in 2019 rabbit ball um, aside, but you know, he hit 330 with a 981 OPS and like looked to establish himself as like a fancy superstar. Um, 
and it's just been a matter of staying healthy. It was clear that he only he played 137 games last year, but it felt like he was on the IL a few times and banged up and just wasn't himself. Um, and now that he's fully healthy, he's back to sort of doing what we expected, which is you know a, a, a good regression off of that um, you know 150 WRC plus he put up in 2019. But hell, you'll take the 139 with the 14 homers and 73 games like. He's stolen sick bases too, which is yes. you know kind of been a question. Like he's always had speed, but didn't run even in 2019. He only had the ten stolen bases, so you know it looks like he he's back on pace high. for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this is what we envisioned after that breakout in 2019. It took a while to get there, but it goes to show like you can't just write off these players like that. I mean, looking like Marte is going to be one of the biggest steals of dra- of, uh, of draft day this year because he was more than just a mid to late round flyer like he was like or the early mid rounds he was more mid to late which mm-hmm. is going to be a really really good deal especially at like second base i think he should have second base outfield maybe in some position in some in some leagues i don't know if he played the outfield at all last year like he, like he used to but um yeah i think just second just second year. but still hey that's a that's a, a shallow position so um yeah it looks like he hasn't really played uh uh, he played some short in like 2020, but not yeah. much. Uh, but with then. that offense too, clicking like right now, he's on pace for what 116 runs scored. He had he had uh, um, he had 71 games, uh, or he had 71 games in 2020. He's had two in 2023. Uh, I'm trying to see if he had any last year. Now it looked like it was just second base last year, uh, but still. Um, Hey, three more appearances in some leagues, and maybe he'll get he'll get some. Yeah, there. yeah, for sure. So Marte, uh, definitely a, a good one there, and yeah, he should probably eclipse his career high of uh, eleven steals in a season this year. I think so, so. Shout out to those guys, uh, Gunner as well is great. Let's talk about these last three kind of uh, younger guys here with with Jordan Walker, who's got a one seventy WRC plus. Uh, you know, obviously getting called back up with the Cardinals and has has looked good. Another hit streak going on for Jordan Walker. And then Michael Harris, uh, the second, who I believe has a homer, if not two tonight. Um, let me double check that. We're recording on Tuesday. He's got a homer. He's one of the guys who, who hit one off Joe Ryan. But Michael Harris is on fire the last couple weeks in 1134 OPS. Uh, so really nice bounce back for another guy who, surprisingly, in, in some leagues, was people were considering moving on. And then Mr. Lane Thomas, Steve, he was one that we talked about early on in the season as kind of a add and, and see what happens. And, yeah, he's been excellent lately, uh, a 167 OPS in the month of June. Uh, but in the past couple of weeks, five homers for Lane Thomas, and he's hitting 375 in that time. The plate discipline is not mm-hmm. really anything to write home about with Thomas in, in that past couple of weeks. He's got 16 strikeouts to just one walk. Uh, but... Looks really good for Lane Thomas, potentially someone that could be traded away with what the Nationals are, are doing. So uh, there could be some nice value there, although it's also nice having him lead off. So uh, out of the rest of these guys, Jordan Walker, Michael Harris, Lane Thomas, anyone that you would want to uh, zoom in on here? I wish I was more aggressive on all three. Um, Thomas, or Walker and Harris were great by lows, I think. Um, and those windows have promptly shut lame thomas uh i wish i was a little bit more 
aggressive in adding. I did add him in, in a league, that I, a keeper league that I'm kind of rebuilding in. Um, so maybe it'll be a nice piece to uh, trade away there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, despite the plate discipline, like he's hitting for a good average. Um, sure, it looks like that, that should regress based on, like, the X stats and uh, and the BABIPs that he's the BABIP that he's running right now. I think it was, uh, I think it's like three thirty or something like that, which I guess isn't isn't too too high. Um, but or sorry, three ninety seven for the month of June. So yeah, um, that should that should come down. But I mean, he's speedy. He's chips in a, a steal and has decent pop. Like again, this is another guy that like this is why Lane Thomas was a popular late round dart last year. Uh, this is exactly what we expected. Probably more. Um, I, I think there's definitely going to be some batting average regression. And selfishly, I kind of hope he stays in in Washington. It's a great place to hit, especially as it gets warmer. Um, and leading off would be nice. But hey, maybe if you can get into a better lineup, he'll um, get some more runs. But he does have 53 already. So um, you know, you drive in yourself 14 times and lead off. Even for the Nationals, you're going to score some runs. Yeah, the, the other one I wanted to to note because yeah, great great points on on Thomas. Jordan Walker had a 16 game hitting streak after the 12 game hitting streak to start his career before getting uh, sent down to work on the launch angle. The irony, Steve, is he has four homers in June, and his launch angle has actually gone <laughs> down month over month. So I guess it just you throw your arms up and say like you know what do we know to some extent? He now has a two degree launch angle, but. Uh, four homers this month, which I think the cards would be, uh, you know, doing just fine with with what he's done compared to what everyone else is doing. So, uh, yeah, on the season for Walker, now batting three hundred two with an eight forty one OPS, uh, six homers and three steals for Walker in just thirty nine games. So, if you ignore the noise, uh, I think you're really happy with the the production there. Uh, moving on to some of the hitters who have had some slumps here in June, Steve. Uh, going through the list, we got Rowdy Telez, John Carlos Stanton, Nolan Gorman, who is one of those where we thought he was, you know, never going to look back. Uh, Saya Suzuki is another one who you and I have talked about on the show as a nice kind of buy low, but he struggled in, in June. Lourdes Gurriel, who you kind of felt like it was bound to come down a little bit, but it has come down quite a bit. And then Anthony Rizzo, Miguel Vargas, both struggling in June as well. So uh, across these names, anyone you want to highlight, Steve, in particular? Yeah, so a lot of these guys are really streaky. It's just you hope that their their downswings aren't this this bad. Like I remember Rowdy Telez last year. Like I dropped him at a certain point and, and regretted it. But I don't know if he was, you know, uh, what is this? I think it's like two runs in this in, in eighty two uh, in eighty two plate appearances in June. That's absolutely crazy. Um, an O sixty four ISO with a two twenty BABIP, one sixty seven average. Like, you know, there were stretches, but I, I guess when when Rowdy isn't homering, he's really not doing much. Uh-huh. Um, you got to think some of these guys would turn it around. I, I think all of them are better than what their Junes are. Um, They're kind of good know, examples saw, for the for the right? underdog yeah. fantasy. Uh, yes. Like, like Rowdy yes. hits his homers in bunches. Nolan Gorman hits his homers in bunches. Like yeah. These are the guys that could go off for sure. But 
you gotta hold your nose for months like this. Um, with Sire Suzuki and Guriel, there might be injury. I know Guriel missed like a week. I don't think he went on the IL. Uh, Suzuki started the season late. I think he's a little banged up. Um, Rizzo, who knows there? The Yankees just look absolutely lost. I think there was a tweet that I saw that the Yankees as a team have like the worst OPS, uh, as a team in June or WRC plus as a team in June, which is absolutely crazy. Vargas's quality contact is just not there yet as much as you and I both loved him. Um, he's just not hitting the ball that hard despite having that plate discipline. So maybe it'll take a little while from there, but you know, guys like Stanton, Telez, Gorman, I think there's going to be months where they, they, you know, pop eight to 10 homers. So, um, we saw it earlier with Gorman, so it's definitely doable. It just looks like those guys, you know, have holes in their swings that they need to work to cover up um, and adjust back, and that sometimes takes a little while and leads to a month like June that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you were l- looking at this list, Steve, I mean, who who do you feel the most confident about kind of bouncing back and putting close to what you expect for, for the rest of the way? I mean, I, I know we already saw it with Gorman, Rowdy last year went through these spells. I've got some confidence in Suzuki as a hitter. I think when I look at the list, those mm-hmm. three probably stand out with Telez, Gorman, and Suzuki. I guess you could make the same argument with Stanton. Maybe I'm just kind of writing him off because of the, the age, the health risks, the the Yankees in general. But uh, what are your yeah, thoughts and on Stanton? Stanton could figure it out and then get hurt again. So I'd right. probably go those three too. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go Gorman. Saya Suzuki, Rowdy, then Sten. Yeah. Um, Guriel, I'm, I'm I'm worried about the injury because it co- sort of coincided exactly with when his production dropped off a little bit. I'm wondering if he's still hurt. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, so let's uh, shift gears to the pitchers that had standout Junes. We'll talk through the positive and negative players on this rundown as well. We're going to take our second ad break. We'll be right back. Okay, so Steve, uh, let's let's do these kind of in a bite-sized fashion again on the positives. So the, the first grouping we have is Yuri Perez. My goodness, for a, a player who, is he 20 years old? Uh, is just completely he's 20, yeah. carving up uh, opponents. And I think they did just announce that they are going to do as expected, uh, give him an extra break around the all-star break so that he, he can maximize like a, a two week rest there to control innings. But Yuri Perez high on this list for the month of June, uh, Blake Snell as well in the month of June has been completely lights out, uh, for a guy who kind of waited until I guess all-star break last year to turn it around. He did it a month sooner this year, which should be great for the people who invested around pick one twenty. And then Braxton Garrett, sorry Braxton Garrett, holy smokes! What we what we've seen from him was swing and miss stuff. What we we're hoping to see is him go a little bit deeper into games, and he has done that recently. And now you kind of look at Garrett and just wonder, like, what's the ceiling for a guy who's striking out batters at the clip that he's going, and on top of that, actually going into like the seventh inning of games. His most recent outing, granted, against the Pirates. 13 strikeouts over seven innings, uh, just two earned runs there. So, or just one earned run. So, uh, 
Uh, yeah, Braxton Garrett, Yuri Perez, Blake Snell. Talk to me, Steve. Uh, what do we think? Was it a, a flash in the pan, or is this uh, breakouts for the rest of the season for these guys? Top three in K-minus BB for those three for the month of June. Blake Snell has a 40.7 K-minus BB. Uh, it comes with a 47.3 strikeout rate. These little walking guys at a 6.6% clip, but that's kind of what Blake Snell does. He walks with a handful of guys. but Yeah, it's not terrible. Striking out almost half the batters that he faces. That's insane. Um, yeah. Braxton Garrett not too far behind at 39.1%, striking out 41.4% of the batters that he's faced. Um, with Garrett, um, there was a clear pitch mix uh, change. He, you know, I believe started throwing the cutter more and the sinker giving him you know two fastball options that's always been his, his issue he has is not a great fastball guy and the slider is absolutely amazing um that's what always led to the k's and when you sort of figure out that primary pitch and the fastball and um looks like he did with like you know that that um you know corbin burns blueprint of mixing in cutters uh with the sinker um for your primary fastballs um, it, it did him a lot of good. Um, Blake Snell, I believe there's a pitch mix change. There are, you, too. are you ready for this um, one? That's that's Snell, that's your Snell's, that's your boy. So yeah, Snell's yeah, biggest uh, pitch mix change, change up from May to change June up. is ramping up the change up from sixteen yeah, percent yeah, yeah. to twenty five percent. So for all the jokes we've made, uh, he's he's kind of figuring it out here, and it's it's getting results. Dude, video game numbers, a 50% whiff rate with the changeup in the month of June, a 73% whiff rate with the curveball in the month of June, and a 66% whiff rate on the slider in June. So, yeah, that's He what must it, be having such a good time with that because everyone was yelling at him. As, you know, everyone at Pitcher List, I know Nick, too, like Nick Pollock was you know, just begging it. him to ditch the changeup and – it's amazing that it's become the pitch that it has, and he must be having such a laugh with that. Yeah. Just it, due to the fact that everyone begged him to stop throwing it, and now it's just dominating. His past three outings, 11 Ks in San Francisco, 12 Ks at home against Tampa Bay, and then 12 Ks in Coors. So, yeah, Snell is on fire. And now, like, when you look at the, the season line, a 322 ERA, the whip is still rough at 123. So maybe, again, that kind of underlines uh, why Snell could be a, a nice target for uh, the under, underdog, which they had him up there, is, is you don't have to deal with the uh, inflated whip like you were talking about. Because it's been since his uh, Cy Young season that he's had a whip under 1.2. So that's always kind of a pain point, but the Ks per inning is always up there. And the Padres, at least on paper, should should help him get wins as well. So. Um, yeah, it's just nice to see him going deep in the game. People, too. people are dropping Snell too, right? At the end of the year, like he, it was that bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the splits. Yeah, now. April he had a 5.30 ERA with a 1.93 WHIP, um, and his first start in March was brutal as well, where uh, he had a, gave up three earned in four innings, didn't even make it through the fifth. So, uh, yeah, that's. You know, it's I, I was in Steve. I've got some I've got some shares of Snell. Uh, it's not it's not a full victory lap by any stretch, but I think where he was going at the draft, it's a good reminder of like upside isn't always a, a first or second year pitcher. Like some of these guys who have flashed it in the past, it can kind of click in and, and look good for him. So, 
Uh, yeah, who is the other one on this list then? Yuri. Yuri. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Yuri. Uh, I mean, what can be said? I, I guess the biggest question mark is how much we'll see him the rest of the way with just like the innings limit and everything. But yeah, this, uh, how tall is he again? Isn't he like six foot eight? Yeah. Yeah. Six, eight. Holy smokes, man. This guy is probably going to be a, a number one overall starting pitcher, like within the next two or three years. If he, if he keeps this up at this, at this rate, he's got 47 innings of a one thirty four ERA and a point nine eight whip. Um, yeah, in terms of the the pitch mix, like the the slider has a forty three percent whiff rate. Uh, he uses it twenty eight percent of the time, and yeah, uh, the the average velocity on the fastball is ninety seven point five. So, uh, what can be said, man? It, it kind of feels like Hunter Green, but without the volatility. I guess the walks are still a little bit of a, a question mark at eight point one percent, but it's not bad. Not really. That's yeah, like. The- above the league average i think it's just a question of the innings and i think the Marlins are going to do everything they can to have him available throughout the season if that means missing a a start before and after the all-star break sort of thing that's totally fine so totally fine like um yeah because they're in the they're in the hunt right Uh, they're in the hunt and making the playoffs is a big deal for them like remember when they like won around i'm sure you do because i think they or they beat the cubs um, and the shortened season wasn't the Cardinals. Uh, for some reason, I thought they beat the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but you know that was a that was a big deal for them. So um, yeah, they're in the wild. They're going to want right to now. to have Yuri Perez available one way or the other um, throughout the rest of the season. Like you know, we heard it last year with Spencer Strider, right? Like oh, he's going to get shut down. He's going to get shut down, and he just never did. Like oh, he's at x amount of innings over than he's ever thrown oh he's now at 20 he's at 30 like it just didn't matter like they just used him like if perez is this good they're going to use him and they're going to blow past any restriction that you think you have in mind not like 100 innings over but you know 30 or so they're not going to care yeah that it's they're definitely going to be pushing since right now they're they're one game up in the the wild card race i know it's super early but I'm just looking at this team makeup, man, and it's like Edward Cabrera on the IL, Trevor Rogers on the IL. Like, I wonder if they're going to try to upgrade at the at the deadline and, and deal an arm for another bat. I mean, they've needed they've needed a a pitcher a hitter for a pitcher for the last five years, it seems, and that's including trading Zach Allen for um, Jazz Chisholm. Get a little Cardinals Marlins trade. That's all I'm going to say about that. But it seems like there's there's got to be a fit there somewhere. So yeah. yeah, that's that's the first batch there. Yuri Perez, Blake Snell, Braxton Garrett. Uh, the second grouping here: Dylan Cease, your boy Steve. I know not as many shares this year because the the price went up. But it's nice to see him bouncing back after mm-hmm. a lot of people He's were kind of back. Yeah. Yes, uh, a lot of people were kind of uh, saying "told you so." And he looks like, you know, electric Dylan Cease. Although, in defense of Nick Pollock, because I know that, that that's kind of a subtweet at Nick because he's always out on Cease. He was pretty early on this season saying, I think now I'm in on Dylan Cease as a buy low because it won't be this bad. And it, it turned around quickly. Uh, Ranger Suarez, another one of Nick's favorites. 
Uh, note the sarcasm is is putting together a really good string uh, of games as well. And you know, contrary to what we've seen in the past, he's actually getting the strikeouts too. Where in in the past month he is, I think he's over a strikeout per inning. He's had a couple really good good outings, but uh, at the start of June had seven innings, just three Ks. But yeah, he's uh, the last couple outings. Uh, 14 Ks and, and 13 innings for Ranger Suarez. And then Reed Detmers is another one that was a, a darling in the draft rooms at the start of the year and then dropped by a lot of people. Uh, and in the past month, 36 strikeouts over 31 innings, a 205 ERA and a .91 whip for Reed Detmers, uh, including probably his best start of the season uh, a few nights ago against the White Sox with 10 strikeouts over seven innings. And just one earned run there on a Luis Robert homer, who is also on fire in June. So Dylan Cease, Ranger Suarez, Reed Detmers, uh, Steve, they're all very different uh, in terms of kind of valuation at the start of the year. But uh, talk to me about these guys, which one you want to uh, zoom in on. For for Cease and Detmers, I think that it's a good case study for, for buy lows. Like the whiffs are still there. The strikeouts were still there. Um, and, and it looked like you know, it, it's easy to see in twenty twenty in hindsight. Um, it, it's twenty twenty, but um, you know they they're good examples for pitchers that you should be buying. Um, Suarez, it, it's nice to see. Uh, never a guy that I love. I know that you were more in on him last year, and it didn't really come together. Um, but it's starting to look like twenty twenty one Suarez, which was a really really good fantasy pitcher. Uh, if he's out there anywhere, I would absolutely scoop him up but i don't think he is uh after this june that he's had um especially now with more of a track record because it's easier to believe with uh the 2021 that he had yes yeah, Suarez just rostered in 48 percent of leagues and then detmers is still out there as well in just 57 percent of leagues he's rostered obviously cease is rostered everywhere uh but yeah detmers and suarez what are your thoughts between those two? Because Detmers has that whole, you know, six-man rotation issue, but he's definitely got the strikeouts uh, compared to Suarez. Uh, do we still lean Detmers on that, even with the I, I think I would, just because I'm a sucker for strikeouts. But I guess it depends. Like, in the Roto, I feel like you need ratios. Like, Detmers is more prone to a blow-up, I think, than Suarez is. So, yeah. Um, Case by case, but I would slightly lean Detmers because of the case. Yep, season line now. Ranger Suarez, a three oh eight ERA, forty seven Ks in forty nine innings, and one seventeen WHIP. So you're right, Steve, because Detmers, you're giving up some of the WHIP there. He's got a one twenty eight mm-hmm. WHIP on the season, a three seventy seven ERA. He's had some blow ups there, uh, but the the Ks seventy six in a third innings, ninety four strikeouts for Detmers. So. At age 23, I mean, I think we're still, you know, we're I'm right back in. I'm right back in, man. Like, I loved him at the start of the year, and now that, like, he's pairing it all together with the run prevention, uh, the slider is still a terrific pitch for Detmers. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited about Detmers. I think his next one, who's he got next? Don't have it right in front of me, but... Yeah, I, I think Detmers is a little under-rostered at 57%. I think you could say the same for Suarez, but would you say that's a fair statement? Yes, yes. They they should be rostered in, in more leagues than they currently are. Absolutely. I totally agree. Love it. 
Well, flipping to the negative side here, uh, some rough June months. Uh, no surprise, uh, Adam Wainwright. The the real surprise is that the Cardinals are still uh, pretending to compete by by rolling him out. I know that there's a lot of respect on his name with the organization, but uh, yeah, the last last month a 6.75 ERA and uh, about four Ks per nine for Adam Wainwright. Uh, Severino, yeah, you could probably speak to it better, Steve, but it it has not been good for Severino. I know he just had a nice outing the other night uh, against the Rangers of all teams where it looked good on the surface, but I don't think any of the swing and miss was still there. Um, and yeah, it just looks a little lost for Severino. He's had some rough blow-ups in that time at the Mets and at the Dodgers as well. Um, Chris Bassett, uh, Pablo Lopez, Tanner Bybee, and Corbin Burns round out the the pitchers who have struggled in June. Uh, the floor is yours, Steve, on any of these guys that you kind of want to break down and we can see if there's by low opportunities or if we're running away from it. Uh, yes. Speaking of Severino, I, it's just concerning because the velocity has been up and down. The stuff just hasn't been what you expect. Like there's been flashes of it, um, but not nothing consistent, no, nothing consistent enough that has made me really look for um, uh, to trade for him as a buy low. But, for Lopez and Burns, I think I think they are Burns more on just you just gotta close your eyes and believe that Corbin Burns will be Corbin Burns. Um, mm-hmm. For Pablo Lopez, I think you know there's a nice little uh, on the fangraphs leaderboard, the splits leaderboard. There's like a E minus F column. It's ERA minus FIP. Um, so like if you have an high ERA and a low FIP. The larger the number, the better it is. Um, Lopez has a 504. Pablo Lopez is a 504 ERA this month, um, a 191 FIP. Um, I know that's not everything, but you know he's striking out 30 percent of the batters he's facing, walking only five. Um, it's a 54.6 percent left on base percentage with a 358 BABIP um, in the wow. month of June. Like he has just been criminally unlucky. So. Um, I really like Pablo Lopez as a buy low. I know he started off absolutely amazing um, and has been okay here and there. There's been some decent starts with, you know, he's had 10 strikeouts but giving up four runs sort of thing, you know, um, stuff like that. So, uh, and this is kind of like, like I've, I, I know everyone loves Pablo Lopez and think that it's going, he's breaking a corner and he starts out super hot then has a slump. Um, but, I, I think that this might be just who he is, and the fact that he's striking out more batters than he ever has this year at thirty point one percent, like it reminds me a lot of like Blake Snell kind of thing. Like maybe he's going to be a three seventy ERA pitcher, yeah. Um, but if that comes with thirty percent strikeouts as opposed to the twenty four percent that he had last year, it's really much more interesting for fantasy purposes. So. I like him better this year with the four four one ERA than I did last year with the three seven five, um, because there's a seven percent uptick in strikeouts. Um, so uh, I think Pablo Lopez is a great buy. Yeah, most of the damage comes on the four seamer where the velocity is up this season, where he's sitting at like ninety five instead of ninety three. Uh, but that's where most of like the the big damage is done on like the slugging percentage. Was just checking on his pitchless page. Yeah, it seems to be kind of like location based. Like he doesn't locate it high very well. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, it, it's always been the pitch that's that's he's had issues with. Uh, obviously, it's his most leaned on pitch, but uh, you know, there's there's guys out there who throw their fastball at sixty percent, seventy percent clips, and he throws it just thirty five percent of the time. So it's almost like you could see a path to it being, you know, to to that improving because every one of his like breaking pitches and the changeup has like a slugging percentage that's, mm-hmm. you know, or a batting average under 200. So uh, yeah, you could see the path forward and you know, this is, this is a buy low, but you're still going to have to pay a little bit because you know, it's last three outings, nine K's, nine K's, 10 K's. That said, um, I think that I, I totally agree that it's, it's a good buy low. Uh, and the Marlins, or uh, I'm sorry, the Twins let him go deep into games. Uh, just looking at some pitchers around him when it comes to like trade targets. One second here. Yeah, so right now on the list he is SP15 for for Ooh, Nick. That's but, like, pretty high. Yeah, that is high. But I don't think that's, that's where managers. Be high. Yeah, I don't know. No, if that's no. where where managers would have him. Uh, some names behind him that that could get the deal done possibly like Joe Musgrove who's who's turning it around a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, maybe not as much, just because mainly the underlying stuff is what's got him up there. Uh, what about Blake Snell for how hot he's been? Blake Snell and Pablo Lopez. Yeah, they're really similar. I think I'd lean Snell, but it's close. Um, and it's probably more of a guy that you would trade a hitter for, I would think, right? Yeah, based on team need. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Looking at the rest of the list, maybe like Tanner Bybee. Like, do we need to talk yeah. about what's going on here with the with the Guardians? Because Gavin Williams up tonight is obviously it's against the the Royals, but yeah, he's dealing. It looks like uh, yeah, six strikeouts and in six innings, uh, no earned runs, a .33 WHIP right now for Gavin Williams. Uh, we just know that's a crowded rotation. Cal Quantrill is going to come back uh, for Bybee. Yeah, his most recent outing was, well, I guess that one was good against the Brewers. Before that, he, he got some a couple of rough starts with the, the Diamondbacks, who have been good, and then the Padres lit him up for six earned runs in four innings. So not too bad, I, I don't think. I mean, June uh, as a month, he had a 504 ERA, but if that's kind of as ugly as it gets, I don't think that's – he should still stay in that rotation the rest of the year, right? Yeah, I I think so. I just, you know, it's been rougher than the first few starts went. And I think it's, you know, kind of a bit of of regression. Um, You know, the the strikeouts are still decent, like, you know, close to a a batter per nine. Um, And I'm trying to to look for the the percentages here. Yeah. Um, So it was, you know. Uh, it, it stuck around 23%, which which isn't bad, and I think kind of what do you expect. Um, it was a 10.3% walk rate as opposed to an 8% walk rate in May, which is kind of what it ha- has gotten him. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that that is kind of the difference there, right? Um, he has sort of underperformed, or, you know, perform better than than what like the FIP and XFIP would say, but that probably has to do with those walks there. Um, so you know, let me the, throw some let me throw some questions at you, Steve. 
Gavin yep. Williams rostered at the same clip right now is Tanner Bybee. Would you would you drop Bybee for Gavin Williams? I would. I like I like I like Gavin Williams stuff better. Yes. Yeah, and kind of the unknown is more exciting at this point. It's than, probably true. Yes. No, yeah. True. yeah. Okay, and then we talked about Reed Detmers and Ranger Suarez. Would you drop Tanner Bybee for either one of those guys? Yes, I would. I'd rather have both of them. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, on the list, since we got it up, Bybee is SP52. Uh, Gavin Williams is 61, but that might change after this week. Uh, Reed Detmers is at 60, and Ranger Suarez is at 64. So Nick still has Bybee a little yeah, bit higher. Yeah, but... you know, choose your choose your own adventure there. But I think there'll be some movement uh, the next few updates that'll lean towards what we're advising here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. I think that rounds us out, man. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get into uh, Underdog next week. Yeah, let's draft. It's draft season again. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's bizarre that it's, like, such a small roster, but also I think that, like, kind of makes it's it... appealing. Like, yeah, more yeah. appealing that it's just truly we'll, taking, we'll be like, done the with best it's, it's, a, it's a quick draft, too. It's 30-second round. Uh picks so 30 second pick timer so yeah it's a quick draft which is probably great. be done in like an hour hour and a half yep tops, i think yeah. that's what adam said he recently did one so nice yeah so yeah again for for that you guys just reach out to us on twitter i'm at van underscore verified and steve is at stav 8818 if you guys want to send us a message next wednesday july 5th we'll be doing that draft and if you uh, dm us we'll kind of announce when we all go into the draft room so that hopefully we can get paired up in the same league and uh, cover the draft and everything on the next podcast. It's kind of a mid-season draft. It should be a lot of fun. But that wraps us up for episode 106, talking June standouts and some underdog fantasy prep. Uh, As always, guys, thanks for talking baseball with us. Thanks, guys. Later. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits. Business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip... And get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. 
It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.